What up, folks? This is Michael Bumpus with Scott Darrell. You're listening to the 5C. Once again, we are back at it. We are at an interesting time of the year, right? Yeah. Baseball yeah. has just started. Baseball's going. The Mariners are still relevant, so I'm still paying attention. Still watching it. Yeah, Dodgers, still watching Dodgers are in it. Usually, the Dodgers, see, I'm an L.A. guy, so the Dodgers usually play well. And then after the All-Star break, kind of suspect. They find their way into the way into the playoffs the last couple of years and then break your heart. So, yeah, yeah. You know, I try not to invest too much <laughs> in the Dodgers because they they hurt me right now. Yeah, yeah. Baseball's going. Uh, NHL playoffs are going right now. Yeah. Uh, Vegas and LA actually played tonight. I'm not sure what the score is of that one. Uh, what else is going NBA on? NBA playoffs about to begin. That's NBA exciting. Playoffs, yeah. Masters just happened. Did you watch a Masters? The Masters, you know I did. Yeah. I watched the first two rounds tough when Tiger was like in the hunt. He was going. Kinda. And then after that, he fell off, so I kind of fell off yeah, a little yeah. bit, you know. But yeah, I enjoy the Masters. Um, that was fun. And then last weekend, last weekend, we had a uh, we had a local race uh, here in Monroe, and it was a Seahawks Legends race, and they invited, Goodness. of course, our own Michael Bumpus. Legends, and you got to go out and race. That's some, so some Seahawks, disrespectful. Right? <laughs> a legend? Come on, how am I a legend? I played in six games. Hey, you're a legend, man. You know, like I like I said off air, I guess I told him. Back home, when you do something, you're a hood celebrity. Like you're the four blocks that you grew up around, they all know what you did. So I think I qualify Monroe as a hood celebrity. I wouldn't say I'm a Seahawk legend. I will not be in the Ring of Honor anytime <laughs> soon. Um, I doubt people even remember me ten years later. <laughs> the people of Monroe know you though, right? You're, you are a regional. You are a regional celebrity here. You got some. You played for the Seahawks longer than I did, so that's, and most of the true. Monroe, most of that the Monroe, uh, you know, <laughs> town population here. So, but you were you were asked to race and you won the race. I won the race. You are you are a race car legend now you know, at the at the Monroe Speedway. What happened? I'm one and zero. Oh. So, what happened was, <laughs> I was supposed to be racing Marshawn Lynch, Lord Malloy, and a couple other Seahawk legends, guys who have actually contributed <laughs> to the franchise a lot more than I have, and. Uh, Marshawn didn't show up. Well, I don't think he didn't show. I think they just used his name to put right. it, and they said his mom was going to show up. Right. Neither of them were there. So then uh, Lord Malloy shows up, but he had a cocktail before the race, so he didn't race. So wait a minute. There was there were they, they were they were pre-funkin' pre-race. There was yeah. a there was a room for you yes. guys to go to go get loose. Yes. Before racing cars, before racing. They that doesn't his... strike me as a normal uh, race car race car no. thing, right? But it, does, it doesn't. But that's Monroe, you know. <laughs> so they put us in like a suite, and they're like, you know, all you can drink, all you can eat, and they just encourage us not to drink. Sure. And you know, some guys they're like, man, I'm here to hang out, hey. have some drinks. So they did. So a couple guys didn't race. Lord Malloy didn't race. Um, another, I forgot his name. I apologize. He was a big old tight end. Um, he didn't race. He sent his wife out there. Um, so I went in. I walked through the gates thinking I was racing some real Seahawk legends. I got to the pit and I was racing their friends. <laughs> <laughs> the friends and family. The friends and family. You won the friends and family race. Of the Seahawk legends, the local legends or whatnot. But, so I drove, I trained a kid who actually races that speedway. He drives the little Hornets. It's not the, the big late model cars, the little Hornets. And uh, they let me use his car. Uh, so I get in and I'm nervous as heck. I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm sweating already. Because like, you're not really a driver. No, you're I'm, not really a driver. Now we no. when we when we go places and whatnot, you're usually in a shotgun, right? You're not really the guy that no the volunteers to drive. So it's a little surprising you were driving a race car. To yeah. be honest, I don't ever seen you drive. To be honest, nope. I walk everywhere. I get dropped off. <laughs> you're not much. You don't like to drive. So no, it's I don't. I don't. But I had an opportunity to drive fast, so I took it. 
and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm in the pit, and it's intimidating. Like, if I'm in an NFL locker room or a football locker room, I'm in my element. I'm good. I'm sitting there, and all these racers are just looking at me. Like, what's this guy going to do? I haven't driven a stick in five years. <laughs> I'm so worried about re- – like, reverse used to kill me. Just getting in reverse. That whole I don't know what it is about reverse, but it used to freaking kill me. And the first thing they do is they're like, all right, reverse. Reverse out of here. So I put it in. Boom. Nice and smooth. I surprised myself. I'm like, all right, let's do this, right? <laughs> so then we line up, and the owner of the car, he goes up to me. He goes, hey, second gear is all you need. We're running the short track. He goes, second gear is all you need. I'm like, second gear? Really? That's all I need? He goes, you'll be good, second gear. Um, so when I drove dump trucks, if you rev it up enough, you can start in third gear. So I ask him, I say, you want me to start in second, or do I, you know? He goes, no, 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 no. Just like a regular car, go first gear, go to second gear. I'm like, all right. Um, so we do our practice. Oh, my God. This this is the funny part. So we do our practice laps, right? Laura Malloy's representative is the first car. There's like six cars, and I'm like the fourth car. Right. He's the, he's the first car, and they take us around the short track. There's a bigger track that's around it. Uh, the short track, just to let us know where we're going. And the race starts, and <laughs> Laura Malloy's representative Forgets the first left turn, does the second left turn, and does the big track. So I'm fourth, and I'm seeing this happen. I'm like, that's not right. So automatically, I'm in, I'm in third place. I'm like, this guy's tripping. And uh, I get in second, and I just stay in second. And um, have you seen that movie, Cool Runnings? you seen that movie? Yeah, cool of course. Runnings? So the guy who was talking to me, he goes, high in, low out. And it's that was a, a term or a phrase said in Cool Runnings, not repeated, just like yeah. the guy does high in. Low out. So my first couple of laps, I'm shaky. I'm driving like a 16 year old who just got his license. But after that, I open it up, pass a few cats. Ten laps later, first place, I get the checkered, and I'm celebrating like I just won the Daytona 500. <laughs> I was juiced. My wife was there. Um, some of our football players were there. They were gassing me up afterwards. So it was a great experience, man. I actually want to do it again, and I'm interested in investing in a little Hornet. Interesting. And getting on that dang track. Was it quite the rush? It was. That was the you, closest. You played thing. a lot of sports. You played yeah. a lot of sports. Yeah. How does it compare to like other sports you played? So I haven't played in a football game since 2010. Right. That is the most excitement, um, the most adrenaline rush um, I've had since playing football. Hmm. And I got that feeling, and I won it again. So Speedway, <laughs> holler at me. I'm coming for you. Nice. So yeah, that's my that's my experience. Right you know, you know, good for you, how, man. How, but how have you been? I've been though? good. You mm-hmm. know, I've been good. Just coming off coming off spring break. We're back at work this week, and you know how that is. It's rainy out. It's April. You know, but it's good. We're about to start football again here in a couple months. Going to UW tomorrow. Watch the spring spring practice uh, and all that stuff. I'm excited about that. You know, football season's right around the corner for us. Uh, in high school, and the NFL's gearing up too, so I'm happy. It's a good time of year for me. Good time of the year. Home stretch. That's it. Get through the spring, get to June, high school spring ball starts, and you know the rest is taken. Well, right, right, and then it gets crazy. Here we go. Segment number one. We're going to talk about Colin Kaepernick. So apparently he was scheduled to have a workout with the Hawks, um, but it was postponed because he didn't have a definite plan on what to do during the anthem. There's, It's pretty vague. They're just putting it out there like, look, uh, we don't know what he's going to do, so we're not comfortable at least bringing him in for a workout. I think that at least work him out, you know, right. and if you don't have a plan and you don't like what he's about, then you don't have to, you know, you don't have to sign him. 
you know so that was kind of interesting to me i think it sounds like they're doing they're doing more thinking about it right yeah you know it's interesting they did they did resign malcolm smith who kneeled last year for the anthem and yeah. i don't think he was the only one that they brought back uh they had a few guys kneeling that, that are now not here anymore michael bennett comes to mind uh obviously it's it's weird with kaepernick i mean the kneeling thing is interesting people get super fired up about that uh, they find it incredibly offensive. He's not protesting the troops, obviously. He's mm-hmm. not. He's not protesting People the military. People take it that way, they, though. They do. Yeah. They do. Uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick aligned himself with the Black Lives, uh, you know, Matter movement after the whole Ferguson thing uh, in 2014. Um, he's been taking a knee ever since. Yep. Uh, the bigger problem for Kaepernick is he's just not been productive. You can do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're productive on the field, but he hasn't been productive, and so he loses a lot of clout that way. Yeah, it's interesting. The NFL owners uh, aren't a terribly young or progressive bunch. I was looking. Into you don't it. say. No, I, you, right? <laughs> but you look at it. The Bills owners ninety five. The Titans owners ninety. The Cardinals owner Bill Bidwell's uh, Bill Bidwell is eighty two. Uh, the Bears owners ninety one years old. Bronco Broncos Pat Bowen is seventy. Uh, Alex Spanos, the Chargers, is 90 years old. These people, they're not just old, right? They're in their 80s, in their 90s. There's a couple of young ones that bring down uh, Jeff York from the 49ers. Is What, is he 33 years old? That's crazy. Um, or Jed York. Did I say Jeff York? Jed York from yep. the Niners. Uh, the average age, though, is 70 years old. This yeah. is not a terribly progressive group. Yeah, so his kneeling is highly offensive Highly to offensive. Guys. 70 years did, ago, a you, different situation existed in America, right? Yeah, so, yeah. You can see why these owners aren't. And you terribly... get you get all these owners in one room, right. and they all think alike. They're right. all backing each other up, you know. So when you birds of a feather flock together, no and doubt. these guys have all the power in the NFL, right? And they're all seventy plus years old, minus a couple of guys. They're not going to stand for that. Yeah. They don't. They don't want them in their league. It's their league, you know, and they don't want them in their league. And it's like you know, older people. They are who they are. Yeah. They, they grew up in a different time, so uh, they don't stand for that. They don't get it. They don't want to get it. And they don't want him in the league, so he's been blackballed. Yeah, I, and you know, and not just that. The NFL is full of your quote unquote good old boy types, right, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the people that love the NFL aren't terribly progressive. They're not. I mean, for the most part, there's certainly exceptions, but I think the bulk of the fan base is, you know, fairly conservative. Um, you know, how do you feel about the kneeling? It's it's interesting. I, I know I know you to be a very patriotic guy. Uh, your dad was was in the military, yep. uh, lifelong uh, what Marines? Yeah, Marines. Yeah, and your family's family's a big military family on, on that side of it, and and you know, yeah. you're a black guy too. Yep. How do you feel about the whole thing? Um, you know, I get why he's doing it, and I uh, like you said, I'm patriotic. My dad was a Marine. His brother was in the Navy. His other brother was in the Army. His other brother was a trooper. Like I come from a military right. background, so. Um, when people perceive it as disrespecting the military or, you know, the country, um, I feel for them because, um, I respect their opinion. I respect their perspective, but as a black man, I understand where he's coming from. You know, I remember growing up, I've never been in handcuffs. I've never been in back of a police car ever in my life. I remember growing up, we used to be so racially profiled. We'd be driving down the street and we see the police driving the other way and see them make a U-turn and we automatic we would automatically hit a back street, park the car and get out. Right. We didn't have anything on us. We're all athletes, 5'11", 
five out of my six friends all went D1 and played sports, but we were just tired of dealing with police messing with us. You know, so I understand where he's coming from because I've experienced it myself and the people who have problems with it haven't really experienced it. Mm-hmm. So um, you can't expect them to relate to him because the majority of people in this country haven't experienced what an average black male will experience. Right. Um, so, you know, at this point, I'm like, look, Cap, you've um, you've made your point. You know, I think the best revenge for him would be just to stand and go ball out <laughs> and just prove everybody wrong. You yeah. know, oh, I, you know, I look at Twitter feeds all day. He's not he's not picked up because he's not a good ball player. Johnny Manziel's getting looked at right, right now. Right. Johnny Manziel has done nothing in this league. There's a bunch of backup quarterbacks who have done nothing in this league. This man led his team to two conference championships, one Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl, but he can play. Sure. You know, so uh it, you know, I, majority majority rules. Majority speaks. They're gonna they're gonna take uh, control of the situation. It just uh, sucks for Cap right now. You know, I teach seniors and uh, I do a current issues class um, at Monroe High School, and we debated this issue first semester during football season. Uh, and I have a, a bunch of athletes to take my class also, and it was interesting to hear my students' perspective on this, um, and they were very split. I would say fifty fifty. And we're in a pretty conservative town. Yep. Um, it's not terribly diverse. But you look at the numbers. I mean, one in three black men spend some time in their life in jail. You're more likely in America uh, to go to jail as a black man than go to college. You know, mm-hmm. it, the numbers aren't good. Uh, the civil rights movement in the 1960s happened in the 60s because that's when television uh, brought the plight of African Americans in the, into the home of the unaffected white people who didn't live in segregation, right? Uh, what we're seeing with cell phone footage and stuff right now is bringing the same thing into the, into the homes of, of essentially, you know, people that that don't deal with this situation on a daily basis. And so the things, the things he's bringing attention to, I think are, uh, worth knowing. Um, I respect him for taking the stand he's taken. Um, but it's a terribly offensive thing to do, right? People obviously are very patriotic. They have a lot of pride, uh, in America the same people that would have pride in America have pride in their local sports team, um, and they don't like this thing being disrespected. I think the way he the way he protested. I mean, what do you want? He took a knee, uh, you know, nonviolently. He took a knee mm-hmm. during a protest or during a, a national anthem. That's a fairly, uh, you know, peaceful way to protest. I mean, what else could he have possibly done? Whispered into the ground quietly, <laughs> like I'm upset about racial inequality, right? Like he yeah. is a pretty, it's a pretty, you know, mild way to very take mild, a stand, very mild. you know. And I don't know when our national anthem uh, became entirely about the military. I'm not sure that's what it is supposed to be. You know for. what? People make that association. It I get that. Big, those same people buy tickets, and yeah, that's the, and that's yeah. the point. And the Seahawks not bringing him in, you get that too, because you know they're trying to, I, I guess, take back the locker room. Um, and, and obviously the Seahawks trying to sell tickets. And so it does make sense that they, that they don't bring him in, I guess. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, it's interesting. And they didn't bring him in because there wasn't a plan. Right. Right. He couldn't, well, he couldn't commit to not, to not doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot. Yeah. And end of the day, the fans are what pay the salaries. Right. You know, they make this thing go. And as a businessman, as a business person, I own a business myself. Um, you cater um, to your client, to your fan base. Sure. So business-wise, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. There will be more people mad that Kaepernick 
um, is on uh, is playing for the Seattle Seahawks and people who are, you know, excited about it. So as a as a business person, as a businessman, that makes sense. Um, as just a man, as a human being, I'm just like, come on. Sure, man. exactly. Give, I, give I, the guy, give the guy a chance. Entirely you know? agree. I, and if, and it's it's different too if he's a starting quarterback, right? Yeah. If your backup quarterback is making this thing a distraction as a, as an organization, why yeah. do you want that, right? Yeah. It's one thing if he's producing, if you're winning, because winning cures everything. It sure does. Whatever, whatever. A. Kaepernick's winning. He's a starter. Yep. It's a, you know we're more tolerant, you know, as a as a fan base. Uh, but I'm not sure the Seahawks are going to win this year. To be honest, they've this is a whole new team. They might, mm-hmm. they might be great. I have no idea. But it's 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 definitely going to be more of a challenge than it has been when they had more talent. Yeah. Now they got a kicker. Maybe that'll help. Now they got a kicker. <laughs> more on that later. So uh, instead of instead of bringing Kaepernick in, these guys sign Stephen Morse. They sign some name. A name. Never... I had to look him up. And I'm like, who is this guy? I look him up. He has 13,000 followers on Instagram. So I'm like, he must be popular in his region or where right. he's from. So um, he might be a camp body. You know, you see a lot of those, especially right now. You, when teams are signing guys right now, unless they're big names or have a lot of experience, uh, they might as well just be a camp body. So we'll see how that works out. We'll see if Cap, he might change his mind and tell them like, hey, you know, I'll I'll stand. And he might get called in, but if he does, if 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 he chooses not to stand, and I, I guess both of us, I, I you know, I I like Cap's game too. I think I think he's a he's a ball player, man. Those two years in 2013, uh, 2014, he was as good as any quarterback in the league. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. If he if he chooses not to stand, what do you think? You're you're uh you're the Seahawks head coach here, GM. What do you do, man? You know it. That's like the toughest place you can put me in because one, I am a black man right. and I understand why he's doing it. Two, I am a businessman and I wouldn't want a lot of stuff distracting, you know, the business from succeeding. Um, so at this point, I think Cap, just stand and get your money. Yeah. Work the system, you know, just work <clears throat> the system and get your money. You know, maybe you have a, you have a great year and you get a, a multi, uh, multi-year deal get a, a few a few million dollars then you sneak in a knee <laughs> you know you're starting <laughs> and, and you sneak a knee in every now and then at this point man has worked the system you know they're they've already blackballed you right um your reputation isn't the greatest amongst the owners and the nfl um i guess elite or the guys who control the nfl i.e the owners and the commissioner and stuff so uh not just work the system man you have the last laugh stand up ball out get to the playoffs drop a knee or two and yeah. uh, if you're balling, they're still going to start you. So. I'm not sure if he's going to be balling, though, if he's back at quarterback. No, nah, I mean, so. yeah, exactly. Back at quarterback. Well, we'll that's yeah. Not, yeah. If, yeah, exactly. You know, I'd say if you're a backup quarterback, then no. Right. It, it, it's just it's not going to work that way. And they're, now, not, they're not bringing him in to start either. I mean, they're no. bringing him in to back bring up. Him back up. Russell Wilson. So with that said, for the same reason, yeah, I, yeah. I, I entirely agree with yeah. you. I, I, if I'm the Seahawks, I also probably don't yeah, just bring don't, him in. Just don't bring and that's him somebody in. who kind of supports what Kaepernick's yeah, doing, right? I, like, I to a point, to a point, yeah. right? Like, yeah. at least I understand it. And so, you know, I, yeah. it's hard to get mad for the Seahawks, at the Seahawks for this. But, you know. It's a business, baby. It's a business. Work the system, Cap. Work it, baby. Alright, love you. On to the next. <laughs> we are moving on to the next segment. Connor McGregor, coach. Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor. This guy just made a hundred million dollars to fight 
Floyd Mayweather. To lose to Floyd. To lose to Floyd. Wasn't expected to win. He was just expected to get in the ring, put on a show. I expected him to win. Uh, of course you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I, You know what? I was kind of rooting for him, but kind of not. Like, they're both just really arrogant, not really my style type guys, yeah. but... Mayweather's worse though. I yeah, to he's worse. Mayweather's worse. Yeah, he well, was until this until this event. Until this, this event, event might have changed my mind. They fight again. I could be a Mayweather fan. Man, this oh this guy. So apparently, one of his boys was surrounded by a bunch of other fighters. Another fighter told his boy to stand there and get slapped like a female dog. Take it easy. All right, get slapped like a female dog and just take this, and we'll let you leave. Meanwhile, McGregor is at home in Ireland. In Ireland. In Ireland. In Dublin. In Dublin with his wife and his kids. This guy flies, what, seven, nine hours? Yeah, he gets on uh, his private jet because he's that wealthy. He made $100 bucks to fight Mayweather. You know, and that's on top of whatever he made in the UFC, which I'm sure was, I'm sure was millions of dollars. He gets on his private plane from Dublin, flies to America with 15 to 20 people. All of his... Uh, with 15 to 20 people. A plane full of people. Uh, all of his entourage and whatever, uh, some upstanding citizens, obviously, <laughs> and they go to the to the Barclays Center where the where the Nets play, and uh, they crashed media day, went down into the bowels of the Barclays Center, and uh, the video is absolutely disgusting. Come on, they attack McGregor. a bus, they throw a dolly through a window, they're Come cutting on, people's faces up. Uh, it's it's crazy. First off, where I'm from. All right, you got that much money or even that much clout. And where I'm from, you don't even, don't even have to have money. You just got a name, all right? You send your boys to go handle your dirty work. <laughs> you don't you don't send a $100 million man to fight another man because he disrespected your boy. There are so many ways McGregor could have handled this and just could have been associated with it instead of being the face of the situation. Right. He, you know, McGregor came from South Dublin, which is apparently nicknamed Crumbling. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, street thug infested place. It's the mean streets of Dublin, Ireland. I don't know what Dublin, Ireland's like. I've never been to Dublin, Ireland. Never been. Um, but it's, it sounds, it sounds like a tough place. You know, five, <laughs> six years ago, McGregor was on, was on welfare in Ireland. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. It's not like he came from money. This guy came from the streets. He grew up in poverty. He's not he's not the refined, uh, sophisticated uh, guy that you would hope. He's not a role model, as it were. Yeah. Um, but he's better than this. He has you got to make be. a decision: Are you a professional fighter who's worth over a hundred million dollars, or are you a street thug from Crumbling? He's right. Cl- clearly a street thug. He's clearly a street <laughs> thug, and he just had a he just had a kid. This 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 yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, I follow him little, on the gram. Got, got a beautiful a little, baby boy. Yeah, he's got a little baby, and he do, he does this. It's kind of disgusting. If I'm if I'm Dana White, yeah, he's just not representing the UFC no. the way like Dana he's White, he's one of the marquee guys, you know. He's he's the Mike Tyson, he's the Mayweather of UFC. Yeah, I think he's worse than Mayweather. Mayweather, <laughs> Mayweather wouldn't do this kind of nonsense. No, Wait, he Mayweather's might, smarter he might than do that. Other stupid and crap. Then, I don't know where May I don't know Mayweather's background or whatnot. Right. And Mayweather has had money for. For a, a while, lot, you know, he's, he's no longer, longer a street than, thug. He's he's a, he's a fighter. Yeah, he's a fighter. He's a businessman. Right. Uh, McGregor, man, McGregor. The only thing that bothers me is that who's in your camp? Who's your publicist? Who's your best friend? Um, did your wife try to stop you? I feel like there were there are so many layers of this, or so many obstacles he had to 
to hop over to even get on that plane. And then you have seven to eight hours to think about this. That's it. Do I really want to? You're flying over the, the, the pond, as they say. Yeah. And you have all this time to think about it, and you hop off of that plane and still have the same just mindset you had 10 hours ago. Yeah. So, you know what I think? I think they were boozing on that flight well, and just singing, you know. At some point. You're, all I would hope chants, so. Because. They're chanting, they're doing all their soccer yeah. chants. <laughs> Getting ready to go. Maybe. Come on, McGregor. Yeah, you're better than that, baby. Come it's, on. It's bad, man. It is bad. And the film again, you know, it's it's that we, we have film of it. That's what makes it, I think, really disgusting. Yep. You and the first thing you think when this whole thing, this whole thing comes out, you're like, is this real? Is this a publicity stunt? Yeah. Are they trying to sell tickets? Is yeah. this WWE style? They're trying to pump some some later fight? And I and I don't know. The UFC's not not been this uh, been this way up to this point. So who knows? But uh, if it is real, if he actually did this, if he didn't just think this through. Right, like to a point where he actually got on an airplane in Ireland, flies across the Atlantic Ocean, lands in you know New New New, New Jersey or New York, I don't right. know, wherever, JFK, one of the two airports, uh, and then gets to the gets to the Barclays Center, and then you lose your mind, right? Then yeah. you lose your mind, like yeah. you're that unhinged. Yeah, you didn't, you had, you, you just had like ten hours to calm down, right? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it either. I do not I get, it, get it. So now you think that. He should be banned. He should be what? Like so, you're you're more on the on on the the strict end of this. Oh yeah. What do you think should happen to him? Well, I mean, they've they've banned guys for, you know, drug abuse or you know whatever it is. This this I think is as bad as anything anything like that. Yeah. You know, you got John Bones Jones out for doing cocaine. Not saying that's good. In fact, that's terrible. But if that's going to be something you suspend people for, how is this not? This could be a criminal charge. This may be a felony. This may prevent him from actually traveling to America. Uh, this is a criminal act, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I think this is as bad as 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 anything else they've suspended somebody for. Yeah. You this, know? And but that, and this there's, is there's his, film footage his too. first offense too, though. It's not like he has a history of just blowing. He's not stuff had a history and, of being some I don't know some humble know, like, guy though, some upstanding citizen. Yeah, so per what? Se. He hasn't broken any laws. Yeah. Though. You know, like I get. Until I feel like point, this is a I feel one. like let the the judicial system right right take its course. Okay, and then you slap him on the wrist. It's his first oh, offense. Man, I don't know. Come on, you want the death penalty, and this is first his first time getting into any kind of trouble while representing the U.S. I think you're dealing with some with some highly volatile, dangerous people, and I think if you don't send a message, this this could be a dangerous precedent. Where you you know, if the message is you can go attack somebody you got beef with. Like we were in professional wrestling, you yeah. know, we're gonna go to the bowels of the Barclays Center. Here, I'm gonna throw a dolly mm-hmm. through a bus, and that's acceptable. I know he's gonna get sued. He might lose. He might lose money over this. I'm sure he will lose money over this. He'll yeah. be settled. Um, but if if you don't, if that doesn't come with some sort of penalty from the UFC, I'd be disappointed. I think that's a dangerous precedent uh, that they would set, and I, I'd be sad. There I'm, will there will definitely be a penalty. Um, There's gonna be a legal penalty for sure. Yeah, I think there will be a legal, and then the UFC will do their thing as well. What do you what, now? What what would you give him? What do you think? What do you think's fair? Man, I think he just gets a hefty fine. Just a, a hefty, hefty fine. Hefty fine. You're gonna fine a guy hefty worth a hundred million dollars. Hefty fine. So you're gonna what? Fifty thousand bucks? That's not. Nah, that's, that's, not that's not hefty What's for hefty? him. I'd say like half a mil. Half a mil. Half a that's mil. That's not hefty either, man. Mil, that's like man. charging me or you five bucks. Like that ain't hefty. Hey, it's it's hefty to America, and I, and like we said in the 
the se- uh, segment before this, it's a business, right? It's yeah. all perception. I get you it. You know, they're going to make it seem like, oh, well, we handled the situation right. and we fined him 500K. You know, it's like when um, when football players get fined like 20, 30 Gs for like helmet to helmet. Mm-hmm. Like, those dudes ain't worried about that. You know, that, that's, well, that's, I think a half million bucks to him is even, even less, right? I mean, honestly, yeah, he's, probably. probably. He's a wealthy man. But what, so what do you suggest? You suggest like, He's banned for a couple of years. Yeah, I or... think I think a couple of years. I think two, three years. You ban him. I think you also fine him. Uh, I hope he gets destroyed, you know, legally. I hope these guys sue the crap out of him. He's he ends up paying millions of dollars. Man, you're going for how the much juggler revenue? Right did, how now. much revenue do these fighters lose now? They they you know people couldn't fight over this. And there's yeah. three fighters yeah. who couldn't fight. Yeah, he's gonna get sued. I hope he loses. Uh, I, I mean, will, but it's I will not... never root for McGregor again. But that doesn't matter, right? You can be a bad guy and still have success, right? Yeah. That's what wrestling has done for generations now, right? Well, wrestling's you, fake, though. You, well, I mean, wrestling is fake. It's but fake, but they, it's do, the, they take beatings. I mean, their right. bodies are jacked up, but it's not. It's not. And real. I currently am not a huge wrestling fan. But when I was in, when we were in college and whatnot, we used to have wrestling nights. Everybody come over yeah. and all the crap talking and all that stuff. Uh-huh. We had a pool table. We had a good time with it. <laughs> Thursday, yeah. Monday nights. It was yeah. it was fun in college, man. Wrestling is like. Wrestling is like, uh, you know, it's like a male soap opera. Exactly. It's like crap talking. I like You that. know, a little male bit of drama. Yeah. WrestleMania is at the Super Bowl. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's kind of a fun thing. But UFC's not been that. UFC's been professional. Uh, it's been real fighting, you know, and respectable. And now, now it's 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 flirting with the realm of wrestling, which maybe is good for the sport. I don't know. The irony is, if McGregor were to fight, if they didn't, if they didn't penalize him. Which I'd be disappointed, and I'd still watch the next fight he's fighting. Yeah, of course you, know? you would. Yeah, that's, of course. He's going to sell tickets, so yeah. I guess it's not bad yeah. for business. But. So I think Dana White is uh, disappointed in his actions, but he also knows that this is going to help the UFC. Next time he, he fights, man, he's going to charge 150 for pay-per-view. Sure. You know, to watch and he'll that get it, thing. and he'll get it. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a huge and fight. And I'll link up with four of my buddies, <laughs> and we'll come watch. together, yeah. and we'll watch the fight. No that's doubt. I mean that's that's America that's the world we love violence we love controversy and McGregor didn't make the greatest decision but he no. might have the stock on UFC probably just jumped up a bit. Well, yeah, no doubt. You know, no doubt. Long, you know, short again, short term, definitely right. Yeah. I mean, people are going to be intrigued right now. Long term, I'm not sure, uh, <laughs> but probably it still is going to be. It's probably it, people are talking about it, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have given a crap about UFC 223. That wasn't a very uh, sexy card, as it were, um, but it got a lot of publicity and all yeah. that, all those things. And yeah. so maybe it was a maybe it was a good move, uh, you know, for the organization. But it's still it's disgusting. Uh, street thuggish violence like that, I think you know, is there's no place for it. Uh, you are a fighter, go fight in the ring. Go find there's the a ring. way to go handle this. Yeah. You you fight for a living, and you're worth too much money to do this kind of nonsense. Exactly. And you got a kid back at home, and you, you know had a mean? kid, and you waited like half a day. And you flew, <laughs> it's like you flew seven hours, and you come on, bro, got to the arena, went through customs and all come those things. On, I don't know how long that takes, but. It always oh, takes man. me a while, so <laughs> interesting. Yeah, well, McGregor, poor decision-making by you. I don't know who's in your camp, but they're not looking out for your best interest. But you will profit from this end of the day. I, I don't know if he will because he's going to be sued. But yeah, he might, though. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. McGregor, yeah. do better, baby. Yeah, come on, McGregor. Let the kids down. <laughs> Let them down. They love you. On to the next. <laughs> All right, keeping it moving. The Hawks signed Sebastian Janikowski today. 
I don't know the specifics of the contract, but I do know that it may be an upgrade from last year's uh, kicker. What do you think, Coach? I think if if I got out there and tried to kick a ball, which would not be good, it wouldn't be that much worse than last year, man. Last year, last year the Blair Walsh project was <laughs> a frustrating year in kicking, especially Hauschka did well in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. We had to watch we had to watch that as we watched Blair Walsh miss every big kick known to man. Single handedly loses the Redskins game, you know. Yes, and at the end of the did. year, he uh, lampoons us uh, in game, you know, game sixteen there against the Cardinals. Uh, I'm happy they signed Janikowski. I mean, I don't. Janikowski is like a name signing, you know. It's like Janikowski oh. was in the NFL before 9/11. Yes, he was. You think about that, man. Yes, he was. Janikowski is older than the War on Terror. <laughs> <laughs> Jankowski, <laughs> I remember when he was he came in from Florida State. He was a first round draft pick with the Raiders in two thousand. Did he have the same belly? He, he's no. I mean, he was probably two forty back then. Now he's about <laughs> six two, three forty. Uh, he is he is old and fat. Uh, so when when you think Janikowski, like you think like this guy is a top ten kicker, he's, like of all time, of all, or, or, all, or right now. Uh, all time, I'd say what twenty top twenty kickers like of our you know since two thousand maybe two thousand he has to be a top ten. Yeah, kicker. he's probably a top ten kicker. I mean, I, I don't know, he's probably an upgrade. I don't even care who they go with as long as Blair <laughs> Walsh never, never is a Seahawk as again. I, I can't Walsh believe they even out. signed Blair Walsh. I'm about to go off on Blair Walsh right now. Do which it. Is a total waste of everybody's <laughs> time, including my own. But Blair Walsh misses one of the most embarrassingly easy kicks yes. in all of NFL history to cold. beat the it Seahawks was cold, it was cold. on a freezing cold day. I was in I was in uh, my cousin's basement watching that game, and I was cold, uh, and it was warm down there. It just looked cold in the field. But he misses he misses that like what it was like a was like fourteen t- fifteen yard field goal, whatever it was. Yeah, it, it was much. super close. It was like a PAT, and they lose a the game over it. Minnesota loses a the game they should have won over it. At home. And then, so the Seahawks, you know, the fan base all watched this idiot kicker totally destroy the Minnesota Vikings season. And then he's a Seahawk, like, Sign the him. next year. Sign <laughs> like, him. What are we doing? They saw something in why him, would you bring? Why would you bring in that they, kicker they to the fan base that witnessed him fall flat on he's, his face? He's probably all that was available. I, I like, guess. You know what? This guy, you know, he has he has good biceps. He looks good in it. I, I don't know, uniform, man. I, I don't guess. know about that. They, they liked him. Then they yeah. hired Janikowski. They went the opposite direction. Exactly. Like, this guy looks terrible. So that's what they did. Janikowski, I like the signing just because... Um, the fan base will just see that name and automatically accept it just because it's Janikowski. Well, you know He's been he in the league for 16, 17 years. You've heard of him. You know, exactly. You've heard of him. And there's not too many kickers that you've just heard of. Well, you know? he's he's he came into the league when Clinton was still president. I mean, <laughs> uh, like Bill, you know. So it's been it's been a while. You I guess know? you've heard of him because he's... You've heard of him. You know, and he's been a Raider forever. He Honestly, he, he was your classic Raider too, you know. He looked like a Raider. He felt like a Raider. Maybe he should retire to Raider. Yeah, you know what I mean, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank. I he have might no go idea. back for a year. He right. Might go back for a year. Well, they'll retire. have him compete with some youngster too, and maybe maybe some guy will be better. Who knows? You do miss you do miss Hauschka though, man. Yeah, Hauschka was a Seahawk. I was you know I was bummed to see him go. The money they saved with that, I don't think was worth it. You know, obviously in hindsight, but you know it is what it is. Des Bryant too today gets released from the Cowboys. Yes, he's out Interesting, of there. man. I have a Des Bryant memory from this year Tell when me. I watched I watched him play against my Seahawks, and he was on the sidelines throwing like a little 
tissy fit all fit. game long. Like, it mm-hmm. was embarrassing to watch. I'm not a Cowboys fan. In fact, I think the Cowboys uh, are terrible. Um, so I was happy to see that. And then he ends up the final drive. Fumbles. Dak hits him in the hands. It goes in the air. Bobby Wagner picks it off, and we seal the. There, there was a fumble. He fumbled that game too. I That's mean, right. Before You're that, right. there was a fumble. So yeah. yeah, he he. I mean, that was it. I mean, that he 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 was our best player that day. He was as a Seahawk fan. He was our best player. So would you want Des Bryant on the Seahawks right now? Well, let's let's say that he signs a one year. No, the Seahawks got nine million bucks left in cap space. So let's say he signs a one year. I don't know, eight million dollar contract. Which I think is cheap, considering what he's probably going to ask for and probably get. My answer would be no. I think he's a cancer. I think he's the exact same thing you just got rid of with Michael Bennett, with Richard Sherman. In fact, I think he's worse because I you think don't, he's you don't more think selfish. that he would come to the Northwest and just feed into this Russell West. I mean, excuse me, Westbrook. Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> just aura of just no. being a good person no. and working hard. You know, the Northwest will do that to you. This is like, you know, there's nice people out here. Yeah, you know, but... they're, they're forgiving. You don't, you don't think he'd come in and no. just and just follow suit and just do what you're supposed to do. And I think he's a cancer, and I think he would infect <laughs> the host. And uh, if, if Pete Carroll is really trying to get back to the locker room, you know, I don't think he's the guy you go with. I've seen the Seahawks get thrown around in, like, potential destinations. They do have a little bit of cap space. They do need a receiver. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's the right personality. I don't think he's a great fit here. You, just think, you don't think he's a great fit. But yeah. as a football player, he would definitely help the Seahawks. If we're playing if we're playing Madden and I'm uh, and I'm picking him up on the free agent list, just based on his attributes, <laughs> hell, yeah. hell yeah, I'll take him. Because in Madden, there's no, there's no well, locker room. There's no you know locker what I mean? Room. You're there's not no, worried about the chemistry. You know, going to barbecues and stuff. Right. And... So I don't know. I I mean, if the Seahawks sign him, I wouldn't. I'd probably learn to love him pretty quickly. But yeah. you know, in terms of would I target him or would I, you know, if I'm the GM, would I? Would I? I don't That's know, one not. of the things that the Hawks are missing. Though we have Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett. Um, if you could add a Des Bryant, I think you might want talent wise or like yeah, swagger wise. Talent wise, yeah. I mean, you you might want to deal with a headache. You know, I mean, receivers know, are pre madonnas, man. Especially once they've re- reached the status that. Um, Des Bryant has reached. You're gonna have to deal with that. I think Doug Baldwin might be one of the least prima donna receivers. Top ten prima donnas. Uh, excuse me. He's one of the least prima donnas that are in the league who is considered a top ten receiver. Doug Baldwin is like a blue collar guy, free agent. So I get it. Des Bryant was. Uh, I have a. I have a memory of Des Bryant. Uh, my first year in the NFL. Um, guy named Bobby Ingram. If you guys remember that guy, oh, yeah. slot extraordinaire. Of course, he um Penn State. The Cougs were playing Oklahoma State at Century Link. It was Quest at the time. He goes, "Bump man, I got a suite. Would you like to you know sit in the suite and watch the game?" I'm like, "For sure." And they're playing Des Bryant, and there was another receiver that I was with him. Was it Blackman or something like that? Anyway, Des Bryant takes a a punt to the house. Was it him? There was there was another receiver with him. No. I don't know. I don't anyway, know. I don't know, it's man. it's about Des right now. <laughs> this is your story um, now. What's going on? Who was did it? Des go to Oklahoma. Am I, where am I right now? Did Des go to Oklahoma State? Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, Blackman you, went to Oklahoma State too. Didn't yeah, he, but he went to the Jaguars. Are you talking about? Yeah, but no, it was a Washington State versus Oklahoma State game. Oh, at I got Link. you. So I think both of them were playing. But anyway, um, I I just saw Des take a punt to the house, and at that moment, I knew who the hell Des Bryant was. Yeah. 
And uh, he was talented. Nah, that's my story. I don't know much about this. But I know that he had one great year in 2014. He had 16 touchdowns. And in the past three seasons, he's had like 17 total. So he's definitely on the decline. I can't believe he's a Cowboys all-time leading touchdown all time. receiver. Just knew More Irvin so than it, right? Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin yeah. a legend, right? And plus you had to have in the 1970s and in those glory years, which I wasn't born yet for, but... I guess they didn't throw the ball like they do yeah, now. They, they throw it's crazy, the, man. Des Bryant eight ball. years breaks the Cowboys. Yeah, he's got it by like eight touchdowns too. He's got it by a pretty yeah. good margin. Yeah, so. like seventy three or something like that. Michael Irvin's got sixty five. He's second. And he's third all time yards at like seven thousand plus. He's had a good career yeah. over there, you yeah. know. But there, at some point in his career, he um, he hit the prima donna switch, and uh, it hasn't been good for him. So, cap space, they get rid of him. Would we want him here in Seattle? I say for a year, yeah. Try it out. See if he can uh, conform to the, the Northwest lifestyle and the, uh, the feng shui, the, the aura of Russell Wilson. And maybe it could work. Maybe being around a guy like Doug Baldwin, who's a blue-collar guy who worked his butt off. Who knows? It's all about um, where you are and who you're with. You know, you're in Dallas. Um, you feel entitled. You're in the spotlight every week. You know, every week Dallas has a primetime game, which kills me sometimes. I'm like, every week Dallas has primetime? Yeah. You know, come to the Northwest, humble yourself, get your three or four primetime games a week. Really? Who knows what happens? I don't know. Janikowski's here. Will they go for Dez? Who knows? I don't know. We're just talking football. Michael <laughs> Bumpus, Scott Darrell, five seed, holler at us. If it's Madden, yes. If it's the <laughs> Madden, yes, Hawks, no. Final. <laughs>